And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Spiridis. Um, we, uh, we had a new idea. Actually, Ted had a new idea for the podcast. Uh, you know, we got our regular kind of interview um, episodes. Uh, we have our random rants as they come up. Um, and Ted, you had a new idea. You know, something we could do hopefully weekly. Yeah. Uh, wanted to start a... I guess a series or uh, like a weekly thing of just Q and a and mainly just, we get, we get asked a lot of questions from parents and players that are in the lacrosse world about a lot of different things. Yep. Um, everything from recruiting to what gear should I buy to what's the best way to improve my shot with you know, all these things. Yeah. Um, and some are more frequent than others. And, you know, I think it would be beneficial to our listeners to us just to discuss those things. It, yeah. it, and we don't claim to have all the answers, but if it might be a question that, you know, maybe somebody else has that hasn't asked yet, or um, it answers a question for somebody, or maybe it, if there's somebody that knows the answer during a discussion or has a different opinion or a different perspective on it could stir some conversation and again, move the needle for lacrosse, especially in Minnesota, which is a growing population of lacrosse players, but for sure, not a hotbed yet. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think it'll add value to our listeners, um, add value to, you know, 36 lacrosse and Minnesota lacrosse and hopefully lacrosse in general. So, uh, you had a great question. I'm interested to see what you think, what I think and where, this first Q&A goes. So what do you have today? Yes. Yeah, so the first question we get asked a lot, and this is probably more of the broad question, is how do how do I get recruited? How do I get seen by a college coach? Yep. That has sort of, like, that's kind of the big question, but I think the bigger debate is, do I need to travel to the East Coast and to all these big time events and go to 15 events a year and, you know, go all in on the recruiting trail versus sort of maybe the old school mentality of if you're good enough, they'll find you. Mm. So I think those are what I would consider maybe the two polar ends of like the kind of the radical ends of the spectrum. Yep. Um, and, and I know that I fall somewhere in between more of a moderate view on that, but sure. Um, I feel like that's, that's kind of where people's opinions are. Yeah. Um, and I know that also like as a club, like club lacrosse is essentially selling results of like getting recruited it, for, for a lot of clubs. It's maybe not the only yeah, thing. I, I would say it's um, one of the, I guess it depends on the club. Yes, it does. S- some clubs say you are playing for this club to get recruited D one yep. or D two or D three or NCAA or whatever. Um, I think for our club specifically, correct me if I'm wrong, we offer more services than, you know, just, just getting recruited. Yes, yes. So it, 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 but it usually, you know, I guess in my opinion, many of the players and families that play extra club lacrosse, yep. recruiting and being able to go on and play at the next level is a, is one of the things they're after. Definitely. It's a piece of the puzzle. And so anyway. Um, I get, maybe I'll let you start, you know, where, where you, you were recruited, yep. uh, and, and maybe your, your process. And if you want to go back and listen to 
the episode with coach um your Cohen. coach coach Cohen from yep. uh Detroit you we did touch a little bit on his like your process on getting to Detroit which is a division 1 program yep. um and maybe it was a little bit different um or maybe a little lower scale than some of the kids now in Minnesota what they've done to get recruited yep. um but what's your thought on that is it like it, it, like do you need to go do you need to go all in on the travel and getting out there or like if you're just that good will the, i mean will the coaches find you by just because you're a good player um i, I i'm going to start my answer with um maybe one of our favorite answers it depends um i think it depends on a variety a million of different things um uh but i also one of the things i think it depends on is where you live yeah. so um we, we had a rant on some social media stuff if you're from maryland um or you know from somewhere specific maybe long island you know, there, there's a few different places in the world where if if you happen to be you know born there grow up there play there maybe you don't have to travel all that far yep um if you're from a non-lacrosse hotbed you're probably going to have to do some sort of travel depending on your goal, goals too yep you know even in minnesota if we if we want to stick to minnesota if you're born and raised you play in minnesota you know there are plenty of college opportunities in our own backyard. Yep. Um, I, there, there's plenty of coaches that will be able to see you at your high school games now, um, you know, playing in local leagues, yada, yada, yada. So if you want to play, you know, some club lacrosse at college, some, you know, D3 at college, um, maybe, maybe even D2, some Midwest D2, maybe you don't have to travel or do Big time, big time travel. Yeah. You know, I think you're gonna have to travel to see campuses. Um, yep. You know, even for me going to Detroit, that was a piece of travel that I had to invest in. I had to visit the campus. I had to do a visit. Um, you know, they didn't pay for that. I, you know, my family paid for that. So I think there is some sort of travel. Um, but, ba you know, depending on your goals, depending on what kind of player you are, what schools you're interested in, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be 15 events a year out east yeah i i agree um i think that i think that these you know the especially division one and i think that's maybe where the more the question lies sure, um sure because division one is sort of the the smallest piece of the pie and like probably the most amount of motivated athletes or their parents maybe the athlete doesn't want it but the parent does but that's where it starts well that's probably everyone's you know goal and dream yeah, you know, playing D one that that and so that'd that, be the coolest thing ever. Which is for you know just to be rhetorical, I guess is like there's the most amount of people trying to get on a D one roster and like the least amount of spots available on a D one yes. roster. So like the percentages are lower. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, those coaches that are coaching at Division one programs, like their job, 40, 80, 100, 200 hours a week is to make sure they can put the best team on the field that they can. Yeah, I'm sure they have some secondary duties, but in their mind, yeah. all the competitive coaches I know, they want to win when they're on the field. They're competitors just like the players. So yeah. they're going to do whatever they can to find whoever they can to to make their team better. So like 
it's not just like they just take only Maryland kids. Like they they'll find hot like non traditional hotbed kids. Hundred percent. And they're they're willing and and they're they're looking. Now, how does a coach ever know about you if they never see you or you never put yourself out there? So that's where it's yep. like you can't, especially like you said, where you live in Minnesota. Maybe in the future we'll have Division One coaches making trips over here, but that's not the high school that they're following. They're not following high school across in Minnesota. Maybe they yeah. they will in, in the big time, you know, hotbeds or or even where they live. Like if if you're the Duke coach, you might follow North Carolina high school because it's it's in your area for sure. But they're not maybe not. And and the other thing too is like high school across is in season when college season's in. So it's like, yeah. there's not a lot of time for a coach to leave and go travel to a high school game. If it's not in their own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what I disagree with is like, if I don't play in this so-and-so event, I'll never get to so-and-so school. Or if I play in this so-and-so event, I will get to this so-and-so school. Yep. Um, I think that is a narrative that's been created by the business of club or showcase or event look black lacrosse events yeah. to be like, if you come here and go to this event, you're going to get seen by so-and-so it's not black and white like that. Um, and it's, it, it's, I feel like that's sort of the get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Like that's what people yeah. wish would happen of like if I just go to Maverick Showtime, I'll I'll get hundreds of letters. Well, maybe that's true because they've picked the best kids to already be that that are already on the radar. Um, so I think at the at the end of the day, a coach has to see you somehow. Yeah. Like and and, and so traveling. <clears throat> You know, film is great. That's a first start where you don't have to travel. But most coaches that we've talked to, film is the start of the conversation. And they will need to see you play live at some point. And whether that's going to a tournament with your team, to a showcase event, or if it's just to that prospect day, you will be traveling for that coach to see you live. And, you know, the higher the level, the probably the more leverage the coach has for you to come to them instead of them to come to you. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I want to spin off the technology and the video. Um, you know, if your highlight film or game film or whatever you want to call it, the film where a coach can watch you from their laptop in their office checks one of the first boxes. Yeah. If you email him with film and he can he can see you in a couple plays. He or she. He or she. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. He or she. They can watch you. On a video that checks a box, they they can get the you know a, basics, a, the basic feeling. They can see you, you know, get get you know a feel for you know who you are as a player. Can you throw? Can you catch? Can you tie your shoes the right way? Yeah. Do you have some general level of athleticism? Right. Okay. Yes or no? They can potentially play at the level of school that I coach at. Second, what you should send with that video is call it a resume, a player resume, name, contact information, phone, email, all that good stuff, along with academic information. Yep. Because 
sorry, we're not football, basketball, even hockey. Okay. We're a sec called a second, third tier sport. We're not, you know, we're not a revenue generating. We're not making the school money. So there's very few cards that a coach can, if you're the best goalie in the nation or something, you know, maybe he can, you know, slide you into the school, but let's assume you're not. Yeah. You got to get into that school. So if you want to go to X, Y, and Z school and their GPA ACT requirement is a three, five and a 25 on the ACT, you got to, you got to show, you got to prove to them, Hey, resume, boom, that checks the next two boxes. Yeah. And then you can start taking that next step of talking to the coach come to the event that I'm at yep. or, or event, so where, where am I going to be seen live? Yep. So getting those things organized, this is free advice to anyone. If you can get those things organized together, I'm sure there's a coach somewhere in the country that will want to take a look at you. Yeah. And, and where I think having to travel and whether, again, whether that's you're traveling with your club team or your high school team to a, a tournament where yep. there's maybe multiple coaches there or maybe it's a targeted effort of I'm going to Princeton's prospect day. Yeah. Like I'm just going to play in front of them. Either way you're traveling. I think I heard a, one of the most, like the most amazing quotes, like it may, it was a couple months ago. It said, it was talking about recruiting and, and just the process that a coach and a player have to go through to, to find that match. And it yeah. said, if, if I, lose out on a player and this is from the coach's perspective if if i'm recruiting a player and i miss and they and they go somewhere else they they beat me potentially twice a year mm. if i take the wrong person they beat me every day mm. yeah you know like a, a wrong culture fit it academically can't stay on the field or the court um you know even just like a bad teammate bad character um someone who goes and then leaves like uh, there's a million things where it's like if you're there at making an investment in the player no matter what level this is yeah. d1 d2 d3 club whatever the coach is making an investment in, in, in filling a roster spot on on an athlete yeah so they're they're being great at lacrosse is is one box like you said all right you you, you solve the you know, the skill and the athletic ability we're looking for. And then the next box is like academically, okay, now there's the character piece. Yep. And and just like watching you play live and seeing you play, you know, on a, on film, you can get rid of all your bad plays if you yeah, want. Yeah. In 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 a live situation, they they'll get to see how you respond to throwing a bad pass or, you know, missing a wide open net. Uh, are, are you, do you go back out on the next shift and make a play? Uh, or do you, you know, do you chuck your stick across the field? Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. there's a lot of things that coaches are looking at in a live setting that you can't edit out on a film. Yeah. Yep. But d- d- we say don't put the cart before the horse. I think people are fixated when they're ninth graders about what events they're going to before they even get better at lacrosse. Yeah. Or get some film before they even make their varsity team. They're worried about what showcase event they're going to. Right. And it's like, Hey, get good enough to make your local varsity team. You'll get some film there. Yep. Then you kind of see where you're staying. Like if you're a freshman and you crack the lineup on varsity at a pretty good high school, that might be a good indicator that you might want to start traveling and, and you may be able to play at the next level. Yeah. I mean, if you're a junior and 
there's 30 kids in your program and they took 23 and you don't make your varsity team, you know, maybe D1 isn't really where you should be aiming your target at. Yeah. But there's a lot of D3 programs and club programs that are are very open to newer players or inexperienced players or even like players that haven't been developed yet yeah. that are just willing to to try hard and play and like they're going to work with you and give you better coaching and whatever. So 100%. so I think um you know I kind of we kind of rolled off a tangent. I think it's like the original question was like do I need to travel or will they find me? I think it's not black and white. It's a mixture of both. Yep. Um, I think you do have to be good enough and they will find you if you are good enough, but you can't just sit at home and do nothing and expect um, the, the, the mailbox to be filled with ACC and Big Ten schools all after you unless you show them and prove to them academically, athletically, character that you would be a fit for them. They aren't wasting their time um, or bringing in someone that's going to beat them every day. Yeah, and I think to finish it off, you know, we've heard probably a similar answer to some people we've even had on our podcast. Um, Kahlberg, for one of the latest examples, um, you know, really had to sell himself. You know, one of the better polls in Minnesota, Yep. but still he was traveling, he was training, he was going to events, he was emailing, calling, you know, a variety of different schools at different levels to find the best fit to, uh, quote-unquote, sell himself, you know. Yep market himself um you know to these coaches yeah and i think that's where sort of the the player and the club or the program that you're with work in in with each other yes it's like you do the work to get better like in club provide me the opportunities to get better you know whether that's training sessions extra practices whatever yeah as well as those exposure events and then player take advantage of those opportunities and together we market you, you know, to potential school fits yep. based on what you want to do, where, what level you want to play at. Um, and it's it's not always just a transactional, like, if I pay the money to be in this program, you're going to get me recruited. Right. It doesn't work that way. Yep. Um, at the same time, you know, it's like, it's not like, all right, if, if you play for us, we're hands, we'll definitely get you somewhere. Right. Because... You know, some of that decision-making power is in the hands. Much of it is in the hands of the actual school. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, to close, it's, you know, you got to put the work in and become a better player. You know, you, you, you don't want to get exposed. You want to have exposure. So yeah. um, that's, yeah, that's my take. And I think we're, we're probably on the same yeah, we're probably, we're probably, level. Yeah. But I'd be curious to hear uh, from other from other coaches or other people, if they feel differently that yeah. if it's one way or the other, um, feel free to reach out. Yep. Message us. Uh, again, always looking for people. We're not going to say no to anybody if you want to come on. Um, and if this question maybe sparked an interest, we'd love to have you come on for an interview and we can talk more about that. Or if you have a different question, um, always looking for people. So yeah. if you have um, any other questions, yes, send them over send them and in. we'll log it into the, uh, the Q&A queue. Yeah. Next up uh, could even be the next week's Q&A. So, uh, yeah, I like this, and uh, we'll definitely continue to do this. Sounds good. Talk to you next time. One more time.